Welcome to the Lifeline, a production of Simply BJE Incorporated. The goal of this podcast is to build, to inspire, and to empower our audience through conversations on business, leadership, and mental health. We invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at simplybje.com forward slash the lifeline. Now, let's tune in for today's episode. Top of the day, everyone. I trust that you are well, and thank you for joining us for this episode of The Lifeline. We're your host, financial coach and business coach, Bo Powell, and yours truly, leadership coach and mental health advocate, Barry J. Elliott, also known as BJE. Our goal is to build, to inspire, and to empower our listeners as we discuss all things BLM. That's business, leadership, and mental health. You can visit us at www.simplybje.com forward slash the lifeline and on social media on Facebook and Instagram. So, Bo, good day, my friend. How are you? What's up, BJE, the man himself? How you What's doing? happening? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm good, good, man. Rested, rested and ready to go. Man, I am here, wired, inspired, and ready to set the world on fire. Let's do I'm, it. I'm excited. This is part two, right? Yes, sir. Principles of leading well, man. We had a great conversation last time, and uh, I'm excited to get back into it because, man, you was dropping some gems. While I'm saying that, let me make sure my pen is working, and I got my notes because I know you're gonna drop some alliterations, and you know how you do it, man. You know, <laughs> you know, you never get too big to grow and learn, man. That's so, true. That's true. By the way, I saying? like that T-shirt. By the way, man, you got good taste, bro. Yeah, I like that a lot. Likewise, I need to get some of that on B, uh, some of that BJE flavor though, man. I got to yes, go on the sir. website, man, and get some new T-shirts in. Simply.bje.com forward slash store is right Unsh- there. N- no, no shame in that plug. No either. shame, no sir. You see that? All right. Well, I got <laughs> I got my pen. I got my paper ready. The ink is flowing. It's good. So let's talk about it, man. Let's Principles talk. of leading well. You know, I want to start this conversation off about start talking about stress and mm. pressure. That's right? real. If you're in leadership, you know that can come with just immense amounts of pressure and high levels of stress. So let's talk about that. You know, Barry, in your mind, you know, how would you advise leaders to manage stress and pressure while they also maintain their effectiveness? Well, I think there are three keys to doing that, and I call them the three guardrails uh, to provide balance and boundaries. Okay. So okay. the self awareness, self-regulation, self-care, mm-hmm. self-awareness, self-regulation, self-care. Self-awareness is really the capacity to understand your own thoughts, your own feelings, your own values, your own beliefs, and your mm-hmm. own actions. But here's another area mm-hmm. of self-awareness that we don't really hear about. I believe that it's important as it relates to self-awareness that you mm-hmm. answer the question, do you see value in you? Because mm. if you don't have a healthy self-image, if you have a low self-worth quotient, you may have a difficult time seeing the value in others. So you need to be able to answer yourself, ask questions and answer those questions like, do you know who you are? Do mm-hmm. you know your limitations? Do you know your strength? Do you know your triggers? Mm-hmm. Do you know what you are worth? And do you have a sense of value outside of your position? Because there are some leaders that don't have a sense of value outside of what they do because they don't know who they are. All of that's a part of self-awareness. Then Mm -hmm. there's self-regulation, which is the ability to understand and manage your behavior and your actions to feelings and things that are happening around you. And the mistake that many leaders make is that they spend their career trying to control people, but they themselves lack self-control. Come on. And so I think it's really Mm -hmm. key 
that leaders understand that leadership is never about controlling people. It's about managing influence, impacting people, and facilitating movement toward a goal or a set of goals. So we have self-awareness, we mm -hmm. have self-manage, and mm -hmm. then we have, or should I say, self-management, and then we have self-care, which is the practice mm -hmm. of individuals looking to their own well-being and mm -hmm. looking at strategies for being a better version of themselves, that spiritually, emotionally, uh, relationally, socially, economically, emotionally, and physically. Mm -hmm. Here is something I think that's very important for us to understand. Unhealthy people do not make healthy leaders. Mm, come on. That's so good. Say that one more time. Unhealthy, unhealthy people do not make healthy leaders. Yeah. See, I like, so you said self-awareness. Self-awareness. Self-regulation, self which you also self-management. Because mm -hmm. I like regulation better than management because the last one is self-care. Mm -hmm. And those three, if you take the, the first three letters, I mean, the first letter of those three words, it says arc. Wow. Right. Wow. Wow. Arc, like an arc. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff, man. Did you know you did you know you did that? I did not. Wow. I didn't. That's the power of the pen, man. <laughs> power of the pen, man. That's good stuff. And so awareness is key. I mean, with any relationships, because if you're not aware, you can't really be accountable. That's heavy. If you're not aware, you can't be accountable. Come on, right? Yeah, that's good. You know, because I mean, successful relationships, you have to be aware of of your quirks, you know, your strengths, like you said, your strengths, your weaknesses, right? Your triggers, all those things. But if you're not aware of those things, it's very difficult for you to be accountable. Correct. Correct. And to me, that leads to a lot of leaders not being able to receive feedback. Hmm. Yeah. And so how can you really grow if you can't receive constructive criticism or feedback? Because, in, you know, from what I've understood, most leaders always like to give the advice or give counsel. But sometimes it's tough to receive it. And I'm of the mindset your effectiveness of leadership is a lot in large proportion predicated on your level of followership, too. Correct. 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 Right? And followership doesn't necessarily have to always come from somebody who's quote unquote above you. Yeah. Yeah. That that lead that puts me in the mindset of Stephen Covey's principle centered leadership's principles. You know, if you're accountable to principles, right, that can come from anyone. Right? Yeah. And it takes humility to do that. You mentioned Stephen Covey, one of my favorite books, yeah. The Seven uh, Habits of Highly Effective Leaders. Yeah. And he introduced me to an idea that I never heard when I read his book for the mm -hmm. first time almost 20 years mm -hmm. ago. And mm -hmm. that is the the idea of interdependence. Mm, yes. And so I think as leaders, I think it's really important. I don't know who said it, but it's, it's simple, but very profound. Mm -hmm. A leader without followers is just a man taking a walk. Yeah. And so the leadership or the leader follower relationship is really about give and take. You need mm -hmm. one another. So sure. that should be an interdependent relationship. That's really what it should be. Yeah. And I always like to say it this, this way, give and receive. Yeah. Right? I have to be open to receive some things from other people. Rece reception is about humility of being able to be vulnerable enough to receive. Correct. Right. And that's how relationship goes. I receive it, then I can give it. And it just creates this endless cycle, man, with harmony. Right. It creates this circle of life, if you will. Which leads to, you know, this next topic I want to talk about is being adaptable, because one of the things you talked about 
is self-awareness and being able to self-regulate. So let's talk about adaptability and leadership, you know, and being able to adjust with the ebbs and flows of life, business, leadership. So how important is it is adaptability and leadership? And can you share some instances where adjusting your leadership style was crucial for success? I think it's critical because I think there are three reasons at least why, of course, I'm not the quintessential expert. These are just some things I've learned along the way. Mm -hmm. But there are three reasons why adaptability is necessary. Mm -hmm. Adaptability is necessary because people, if you are a leader, you're mm -hmm. going to have people with different skill sets, different personalities, and different mm -hmm. learning curves. So you're going mm -hmm. to have to be able to adapt. You have to have a level of flexibility, whereas one of my favorite words is you have to be ambidextrous in your approach to leadership. Mm -hmm. So there has to be some level of ambidexterity in your approach to how you lead because there is no one person who is a one-size-fit-all. Mm -hmm. Not one person on the planet has the same fingerprint. That's a reason. Mm -hmm. There's a reason behind that, because we're all individuals. We all have different mm -hmm. nuances. We all have yeah. different preferences. We all have different experiences, and they make us all different. And then secondly, adaptability is also important because the world is changing. And so mm -hmm. the world has an expectation. It's an unspoken expectation, but mm -hmm. the world has an expectation nonetheless that as mm -hmm. the world changes, organizations are supposed to change to meet the demands of those changes that are a result of the changing world. And then yeah. thirdly, adaptability is important because different situations require leaders to respond in a different way. So mm -hmm. I was thinking, so in the 1800s, that was the industrial industrial age. Mm -hmm. You come into the 20th century, in particular, mid 20th century, mid 20th century, you come into the technological age, the information age, then you hit the 21st century, we're in the digital age. So mm -hmm. all of those different ages required organizations to be led a different way. So if you take somebody from the 1800s and try to, try to put them in the 21st century, it's going to be a mismatch. Now, that mm -hmm. sounds crazy, but there are people who have an antiquated leadership mm -hmm. model that are trying to lead in a current model, and it's a clash. And it's mm -hmm. not necessarily the people that they're leading, is that the person that is leading has an outdated model and has yeah. not received the current uploads as your computer needs uploads and updates. So they're yeah. behind the times. And so their model of leadership and their framework of leading is antiquated, outdated, and irrelevant. Hmm. Yeah, but you know, but, so that leads me to this question because, you know, there are some things that need to remain constant. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. And you can't be so malleable that you're always changing. Right. Because that can cause a lot of chaos. So talk to me about this. You know, are, are there certain principles that need to remain constant that you never bend on, even when things are changing, like you talked about? Or should you just always just be in this constant flux? Well, know? I think so. these are the pillars. I call them the anchors mm -hmm. of leadership. And I reference them mm -hmm. going out doing part one. That's core mm -hmm. values, character and consensus building. You should mm -hmm. always have a system of ethics. People should know where you stand in every situation. Mm -hmm. Just because yeah. conditions change doesn't mean your core mm -hmm. values should change. Okay. Gotcha. So mm -hmm. you should be a man of integrity or a person mm -hmm. of honesty, whether you're in the boardroom, whether you or whether you're in the bathroom. Okay. Mm -hmm. and so then character is how you live out those core values. Yeah. And the consensus building is simply building people, building relationships, and building camaraderie and unity mm -hmm. around a particular theme or set of values, or, and, or I should say, goals. Mm -hmm. And so those three things don't change. Sure. So principles may not change, but what you're talking about, delivery may. Correct. Delivery, methodology could change. Methodology and environment changes. Yeah. 
Yeah, you have to you have to adjust to that. So which talks about which leads me to this next point of resilience mm-hmm. in leadership. Right. And so I think that's vital for leaders. I'm sure you'll agree with that. So let's talk about maybe some personal observed examples where you feel like resilience has played a role in, in uh, overcoming challenges in leadership. 2023, sir. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> right. 2023. Um, I came in 2023 hot, man. I came in. Um, I was getting opportunities to go and do leadership training, leadership coaching. Mm. Even my merchandise was moving. April, May, I don't know what happened, but it was like mm-hmm. cemetery. Wow. And so I had to make a decision whether mm-hmm. or not this leadership coaching thing was a fad or if it was mm-hmm. really a part of what I'm supposed to be doing. And yeah. so I had to make a resolve because connected to resilience is resolve. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's correct. And so you have to make a resolve. If you're going to be resilient, there has to be a level of resolve that mm-hmm. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. And so I would also say, as relates to resilience, that resilience is not something that can be taught. Mm -hmm. Resilience is something that's learned in the school of hard knocks. Mm -hmm. And so as I think about the butterfly, so as the butterfly, before the butterfly emerges from the cocoon, it goes through the metamorphosis from butterfly, or should I say from caterpillar to butterfly. And part of that metamorphosis is the Mm -hmm. need to struggle. Because if the struggle Mm -hmm. doesn't take place, the wings won't grow as they should. Mm -hmm. And so in the same way, if we're going to develop into the persons of resolve that we're supposed to be, our Mm -hmm. resilience has got to be built through the struggle. Yeah. Because if there's no struggle, you really hinder your development. If you go throughout history, you look at books, a great book is from Good to Great, Jim Collins, and he talks Mm -hmm. about businesses that hit rock bottom or hit a plateau and they had Mm -hmm. to reinvent themselves. They didn't give up. They decided to be resilient and they made a resolve that there was another way to accomplish their goal. And so resilience is about managing struggle, Mm -hmm. responding appropriately to that struggle and making a resolve to keep going despite struggle. Yeah. So in other words, there's a built in resilience training in every goal. Yes. There has to be some resistance in there for growth. to come. That's the word resistance. There has to be resistance. There has to be resistance. There's it's kind of like if you're in the gym, we both work out, right? You know, you can run and do cardio all day long, right? And you're going to lose a lot of fat and you're eventually going to lose muscle. Correct. But growth only happens when there's struggle, when there's resistance. Has to be resistance. When there's there's something that you are battling against, right? That's where growth comes at. It's it's interesting. This is not to brag anything, and I'm I'm Mm -hmm. by no means a a Arnold Schwarzenegger, but um, <laughs> but I remember when I first started working out around ninety eight, around yeah. nineteen ninety eight, and I could barely lift ninety pounds. Yeah, and now I'm to the place where you know one eighty is pretty fairly light to me. Yeah, um, but it's because over time I right. handled resistance. Right, and so the question really for leaders is how managing or being a leader. It's not about how you handle moments of celebration. It's not how you handle the accolades, how you handle success, but how do you handle moments of resistance? Because that's mm-hmm. really what develops you as an individual, within, which also ultimately develops you as a leader. Yeah. So that's why we can kind of glory in tribulation in some way. Yes, sir. Because yes, we sir. know it's working towards something greater. Yeah. It doesn't always feel good, but we Don't understand. Always feel good. We, oh, understand no. we understand 
the cosmic methodology, if you will. Yeah, I know when I, you know, after working out, even though I've been working out for a while, you know, I'm still sore, you know, yes, while I'm working out, after I'm working out, you know, especially if I've missed a week or something like that, that soreness is there. So it doesn't feel good, but I like the results. Correct. And here's the other right? thing is that if you have to periodically switch up your mm-hmm. mode to working out, you know, right. not totally, but you have to introduce some something new into mm-hmm. your routine. That's a new level of resistance. So right. there's another principle for us. If we're yeah. going to do new things, we have to expect new areas and new types of resistance. Yeah. And that's good. That's good. That applies in every lot, in every aspect of life, spiritual, physical, business. It just, there's no growth without struggle. Correct. You know, but here's what we got to talk about is balance. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes, you know, whether it's ministry, whether it's business, many times we get so focused on the goal that we often find ourselves out of balance between our personal professional lives or vocational lives, you know, sometimes it's just all work, 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 work. So it can be very challenging because there's always something to do, you know, in business and leadership. So having that work-life balance can be a challenge. I know many companies these days are trying to do their due diligence and making sure there's a good work-life balance. So what advice would you give to leaders who are striving for this balance, especially in this fast paced world where you seem like you've always got to be on it because if you take a break, you know, you can miss something. So talk to us about that, man. I I go back to my three guardrails for balance Mm -hmm. and boundaries, Mm -hmm. self-care, which is a commitment to Mm well-being, self-awareness, which is a commitment to self-reflection, introspection. Mm -hmm. And I think introspection is important because it is a mechanism to keep you humble and it helps you, to stop believing your own press. Mm. It puts you in touch with your own humanity. Mm-hmm. No leader wears an S on their chest. You may be good at what you do. You may yeah. be super at what you do, but you and of yourself are not super. You mm-hmm. are a man who puts your pants on one leg at a time, or a woman to put your leg on pants on one leg at a time, just mm-hmm. like those under you. And so introspection yeah. keeps you sober-minded. And then self-regulation, which is a commitment to self-monitoring and being true to your boundaries and your limitations and your need mm-hmm. for rest because yeah. you're not a machine. And th- the reason why this is important, because it's got to be modeled for your people. And if you mistreat mm-hmm. yourself, you'll mistreat yeah. your underlings. Yeah. Well, you know, but society would say different. I can't tell you how many times I've seen on you know social media um, from many well-known people that talked about. It's grinding. just go, 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 just grinding, yeah. right? You just grind, yeah. grind, 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 you know? And so it's almost culturally, if you're not taking care of yourself, that's that's celebrated. So, you know let, me what I mean? so let, let, let me say this. Yeah. That the lack of sleep mm-hmm. is a leading cause for prostate cancer, mm-hmm. breast cancer, and some other forms of cancer. And yeah. so Kev on stage, you know, he's a social media comedian that's now yeah. big with different, I think, I think time one, not time one, spectrum. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, he said a joke one time. He said, cause somebody said, um, I'll sleep when I'm dead. And he mm-hmm. said, well, you keep on grinding, you'll grind yourself right into the ground without sleep. That's a reality. That's, right. that's a reality. S- rest was factored into creation. Now mm-hmm. I was thinking about this early and it just kind of really encouraged my heart that there are moments when our body says rest, but then there are mm-hmm. times when I believe that our our inner man, the Holy mm-hmm. Spirit says rest. 
And yeah. I started thinking about Elijah when mm-hmm. he was on a run from Jezebel and the mm-hmm. angel said to him, the journey is too great for you. Mm-hmm. It was time for him to stop. Right. And so I believe that really rest is divine. Mm-hmm. Rest is not some abstract idea. Rest is necessary and rest is divine. Think mm-hmm. about this before technology, you know, before if the age of information, most of the information, and this is this is this is this is a principle that goes across the boundaries of religion. A lot of people have experiences that while they were asleep, mm, they received visitations, they got information exactly. that mm-hmm. was appropriate for what they needed to do, or they got yeah. some kind of supernatural intel. So yeah. rest is indeed supernatural. Sure. Yeah, you know it's it's funny it's funny you say that because I was thinking that as you mentioned that because uh, in my study this week, uh, just thinking about in the creation story, Adam and Eve. Yeah, Eve didn't Eve didn't come until Adam was asleep. He had to be asleep. Yeah, right. Yeah. When when God cut covenant with Abraham, he put him to sleep. Mm. Right. And so you're right. You know, rest is absolutely essential. You know, it's been a part of our that creation story. Where you work and then you rest. You work and then you rest. So, and but you mentioned something about how when leaders don't take care of themselves, they end up projecting that on or putting that on their people. Right. So let's talk about you know team well-being. So how can leaders contribute to the well-being of their team, both professionally and personally? Because sometimes, you know, we'll we'll try to give them some breaks professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes we don't want to mix business and, and personal, right? So talk about, you know, how can the leaders do that with their team, contribute to their well-being? And would you recommend some specific practice practices that you've known that make a positive impact on team morale and so and mental health? The biggest thing I believe is the open door policy mm-hmm. where they know they can come to you. So they mm-hmm. they have the freedom to say to you, I'm tired, yeah. I'm burned out in a non-threatening environment. And, and I feel judged, right? And not feel judged. Do do dehumanized or mm-hmm. humiliated? Yeah, that, that open door because because communication is a mm-hmm. healing agent, a healing mm-hmm. agent, I should say, and then heal or then also communication. When a person communicates with you, as you establish that rapport, because that's another word the corporations talk about now, rapport. Yeah. As mm-hmm. you establish that rapport, then that person says or that that subordinate says, "Okay, I can trust them," and mm-hmm. so then when there is that level of trust, that creates a healthy environment. And that becomes contagious. And that's yeah. a healthy contagion. Absolutely. I can tell you how often, how many times in corporate America, you know, where you wanted some time off and you feel condemned, you know, and very much so judged for wanting to take some time off, particularly when it comes to performance based um, roles that you may have. All right. Oh, now, yeah. again, a lot of corporations are now starting to move and they understand, you know, the value of having a work life balance, but it is still out there. Right. To where, like you, you want to take some time off? They're like, like, dude, what about your numbers? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, I think it's absolutely key. So uh, and maybe I missed it. So would you say there are some specific practices that you've seen, like specifically uh, when it comes to, gen- you know, facilitating team morale and, and, and good mental health among teammates? I would say one of the things I've seen a lot mm-hmm. is off campus team building exercises. There you go. That's one. I would also say where I've seen managers oh. and I've done it myself, they recommend, um, I think it's called uh, employee assistance 
EAP, EAP, EAP. Uh, and I've seen employees uh, just have conversations just in general mm-hmm. outside of the corporate environment. Well, no, let me say it this way. They've had conversations outside of the work content, really taking mm-hmm. time to get to know the person because that yeah. establishes that your value, because I don't just value what you do. I mm-hmm. value who you are. Right. Which is another way of building rapport. So there's, those are some of the things I've seen. Yeah. You know, just have an event where it's no business, right? Yep. We just hang it. Right. We putting something on the grill, hanging out, you know, just having a good time. And no business related. Simple, simple as closing up shop early. Yeah. Hey, Friday. Hey, man, we're doing half a day today. Half a day. Enjoy yourself. Right. Or, hey, we do this by Thursday. Nobody comes in on Friday and it doesn't go against your PTO, whatever the case may be. You know, there's so many things that we could do as leaders uh, to let people know that it's more than just about what you do. It is about who you are. You know, it's just crazy. You know, I was thinking about this, but as we wrap this up, you know, many times we put so much focus on material things, you know, on what people can do, you know, in the midst of adding value, you know, but when that person is no longer here, then we really realize what was really most important. It was their presence. Very true. Very true. Right. You know, and there's no substitute for it. There's no amount of money that can substitute for it. You know, for that person that's absolutely being there, someone that really, as you say, was valuable, right? Um, and so uh, it's when you mentioned that, just really made me think about that, how important it is that we show people that they're valued just because of who they are, just right? Yeah. Obviously, I mean, you can't be a bum, right? I mean, we're not talking about that. That goes without being said, but it's more than just about what you do. Correct. Uh, with that. So I appreciate you doing that. So any last words, any final comments for leaders as, as we talk about talking, principles for leading well? As you were talking, the, the one word I thought, remember this movie from the mm-hmm. 1980s called Nine mm-hmm. to Five with Dolly Parton, Billy oh, Thompson, yeah. mm-hmm. and um, Jane Fonda. Nine to five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I thought about how back then women were often objectified. Mm-hmm. And, but here is the caveat. All of us can be guilty of objectifying the people under us if we don't, if we are not deliberate about recognizing their value. And so real leadership is not simply about leading initiatives. It's about leading Mm. individuals Yeah, and helping individuals to maximize opportunities, potential, and Mm. so forth and so on. Yeah. It's about both. Yes, sir. What you do and who you are. Well, guys, well, that concludes today's episode of Lifeline with your host, BJE and Bo Powell. And don't forget to check us out at www.simplybje.com forward slash the lifeline and on social media. You know, BJE and I are on a mission. We want to bring light and life into your household. So join us and let us hear your feedback because it's all about bringing life to you on the lifeline. Y'all take care and God bless. God bless everybody. Thank you for listening to today's episode with host, business coach, Bo Powell, and leadership coach, Barry J. Elliott. Join us next week for another impactful conversation on The Lifeline.